Hi, welcome back, or welcome to another episode of Taverns and Caverns. This is your Dungeon Master Haphazard DM on Twitter, or just call me Ryan. Today's side story is going to be a little different. We have actually two awesome guests with us today, two buddies of mine. We'll go ahead and start introducing the players for today's session. So we have three individual players today, and we have Mr. Robert, Rob, also aka known as Nomu, who's going to be playing a quick guest character in today's session, a little cameo. So we'll go ahead and start with our first player, Charlie Eskew, who is an award-winning author uh, that wrote the book, Tales of the Astonishing Black Spark, and another book, and correct me if I'm wrong, Charles, uh, When the Light Lay Still. That is in fact correct, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> is that the one that is uh, regarding the Judge Dredd Yeah, series? yeah, it's a prequel to it, so that was just one of the stories that was done for it. So that's awesome. Yeah, thank and, you, thank and you. And you are, uh, Charles here is from Columbus, Ohio, correct? Yep, yep. yep. Do you want to kind of just tell us about yourself a little bit? Sure. Um, I'm a cancer. <laughs> I like long walks on the beach, um, but I don't like sand, it's coarse and gets everywhere. Um, but no, um, I'm, I'm a writer, I'm a uh, dude, nerd person who is totally geeked out and stoked to be joining the campaign or a side story quest for uh, Taverns and Caverns. So, awesome. Yeah. Well, it's a pleasure to have you. Pleasure and to be here. Hoping to have you come along for, as a guest character or some more other or for other Hopefully, side stories yeah. or whatever. I love that. Yeah. And uh, really quick, I, I did read these tales of the astonishing Black Spark. Oh. Very fun story. Very quirky. If you guys <laughs> like superheroes, very satire-like yeah. writing, then I would definitely give that book a try. So next up, we have a Twitch streamer, gamer, also known as uh, Fuji Water Twenty Two. Is that is that correct? That is correct. That is correct. Okay. Well, he is going to be playing a guest character in the side story today as well. So, Fujiwater, or just Fuji? Just Fuji is fine. All right. Do you want to kind of talk about yourself talk a little bit? Myself? Yeah. Right, what, well, what you do, what kind of games do you play? Or? You know, well, let me, hold on, wait, no, that's not rush. I'm a Virgo, you know, I give my sign up, you know. And, um, I've known a good buddy, Ryan, here for a long time, and I'm part of a... Another D&D group we have, the Lords of Galicons Inn. We've been playing that for eight years. So. Almost nine. Yeah, <laughs> we long time. But uh, about the Twitch, yeah, I play just assortment of games, you know, just chat with chat, you know, just whatever comes to mind, you know, just trying to be different. It's cool, cool. And how is the streaming working for you? Is, uh, that, is, that, is it pretty busy? Busy it's schedule? not busy per se. I mean, it takes a good amount of time and a little work, you know, editing videos and that kind of thing. But I enjoy it. It's really fun. That's you know, cool. Interacting with people from all over the world is really fun. Awesome. That's well. That's cool. Was so for the listeners here. If you guys enjoy watching streamers play video games, definitely give Fujiwater Twenty Two a shout out. Check yeah, them out. Appreciate that, guys. Yeah. Appreciate that. <laughs> and our third player goes by the name of Rod. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? He's a, he's a buddy of mine here in Columbus, Ohio, and this is his first time, I think, playing D&D. Yes, this is my first time. Uh, also a cancer. <laughs> Shout out to cancer. <laughs> uh, don't have anything special like these other two gentlemen over here, but, you know. Um, I don't know like about said, that. Right? <laughs> uh, like I said, this is my first time playing D&D. &D. Um, 
side of the play. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, from my understanding, so you wanting to play D&D, this is something you've been wanting to try for years, yes. right? Yes, You just is. haven't been able to find a group. Yes, I haven't been able to find a group, and yeah. Yeah, we'll see. So. This is awesome. And, and you also started listening to Taverns and Caverns when we, when we had started. Yes. And that's kind of what helped kick that back in. So mm -hmm. when you came to me talking about wanting to play D&D again, that just made my day. When I can hear people listen to the podcast and enjoy it, and when it makes them want to try D&D for the first time or for the 50th time, that makes my day. So I'm happy to have you here, have you here today, here. Rod. So I'm hoping you enjoy your first session of D&D. I, I won't go too hard on you. Oh, okay. I was say, <laughs> oh, that's a lot. Oh, right? Playing with this man eight years. <laughs> All right. So, and again, Rob's here. He's going to be playing a, uh, an, an NPC for a brief moment. You all will hear him soon enough. So before we begin today's session or today's side story, really quick, give us a quick brief description of your characters, what they look like, how old they are, things like that. You don't have to go into too deep of a background, but just so the audience knows, has an idea of what to imagine when you're playing your character. So we'll go ahead and uh, start with Charles. Oh, okay. I will be playing Vakum Villas. He is a wood elf, and he is, I'd say about like six foot because I'm five nine and, you know, fantasy. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, he is a fighter, to be specific, a battle master. And he has all black hair uh, with one streak of blonde, a short cowl, a left arm that is generally bandaged at all times uh, due to his tattoos. And he is a very good fighter. His nickname is Vakum Sockum. So that was very clever and I'm very <laughs> proud of it. So yeah, that's kind of where we are. All right, cool. <laughs> all right, Fuji. All right, so I'll be playing a Goliath bard named Dalsrai Kongmirez. So. Funny play on that. If you're part of the Twitch chat or been friends with me a long time, you know, it's based off a certain character. I won't go into it right now, but maybe later. But uh, yeah, he's a bard. Um, I say this man stands at a whopping 7'2". It's a tall man. Right? Taller tall than Rogar. Glass of water, you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, you know, he's just... Oh my. <laughs> You know, uh, he was exiled at a very young age because he didn't want to fall in line with, you know, the the staple. So he's just been kind of wandering around doing his own thing, singing tales of different people's glory and maybe his own here and there, you know? Awesome. All right, so next we have Rod. Uh, I will be playing a character uh, named Yug. He is a changeling. He is a, uh, a rogue assassin. He, uh, as a baby he was found by thief guild master and he was raised like his own son but the other thieves in the guild didn't like him a changeling being in part Makes of the sense their changelings are shifty and um they had betrayed both of them and you know they went to kill him and try to leave him for dead i survived and i took revenge and that's how i became fell into the line of assassins Cool. Awesome. Well, now that we have kind of an idea of everyone's character, let's go ahead and start Side Story Episode 4. The session will begin on a long, dark, dreary night 
somewhere deep within dark caverns unaware of or the players unaware of where they're at so we're starting the session everyone is waking up slowly in a dark and dreary cell mm -hmm. the cell is made of all wood but the bars are of metal three players or the three players or characters yug which is rod's character Volcom, Vakum, sorry, Charlie's character, and DK for Fuji's character. All three of you about they begin to wake up around the same time, you know, give or take a minute or two after the other. You all notice as you're slowly waking, you can hear in the distance thunder, but the whole room is dark. You can also hear slight drips of water hitting the ground and off in the distance. <laughs> Thank you. That was that was Charlie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man, for the writing there. Right. <laughs> so, but as you wake, you hear these drops of water. You can barely see unless you have dark vision, which I know some of you do. The three of you share the same cell. And as you guys are waking, you hear clanging of armor, of what sounds like armor in the distance. And as you guys look around, there are two other cells across the room from you. In one cell, there is a figure that's sitting in the corner, can't see the face of the person. They have a hood over their head, and they're just sitting there cross-legged with their arms folded against the corner. In the cell next to that figure, there are two other individuals. You see one man, about 5'2", walking back and forth, pacing with a tail and cat-like ears. He is a tabaxi with a yellow-like uh, fur to him with black stripes. Next to that pacing tabaxi in this same cell as him sits another individual, a halfling. Very rugged-looking, clothing is torn, wearing all leather. He looks a bit shocked, frightened, confused, and he's just muttering to himself, murmuring, whispering. You can't tell exactly what he's saying. But in the distance, you also, as I said, you heard the armor, or what sounds like armor, clanging, and it's slowly coming down towards you. And as that armor clanging gets closer, a man in full armor, full plate, with a helmet and a cloak over top, looks down at the three of you ignoring the other three across the room from you. My lord, they're down here. Thank you, son Garibald. He looks at the assassin. I'm sure you know who I am. Assassin, you tried to kill me. And your efforts have earned you these bars. I was rudely interrupted while I was drinking sweet reds from my private stocks. To be down here. He looks over at the pit fighter. My oh my. You again. I lost quite a bit of coin from you. You lost coin. You lost coin. <laughs> yes. And go from my pocket is absolutely reprehensible. Bardish the Bruiser is the champion of Sun Laura. I should have never lost coin. And who is that over there? Is that a Goliath? 
Yeah, whatever, baby. How you doing? What's your name? Sir Garibald. Who is this? Sir, this man here, the Goliath. Some people in Sailor found him in the taverns. The only Goliath in town. You know we don't like their kind. So we ended up jumping him, put him to sleep, brought him, he brought him here, you know. He was only going to make trouble for you, sir. Hey, what you got against tall people? Hold up. Nothing uh, against tall people. We just don't like your kind here. They roughed you up something fierce, as I see. Never bring this issue to me again. I, I do not want to be caught in this kind of business. Yes, sir. Forgive me, sir. I have to do something about this. Since I lost gold, I plan on having a return. Perhaps she will have more use than I will. And sir, she told us that the 5,000 gold you lost from the pit fights from that guy... He My 5,000! That 5,000 is in the storeroom. She's going to hand it over to you, sir. Excellent. He starts to walk away. <laughs> Tabs and caverns. Side story, episode four, The Long Night. <laughs> did, did you guys hear that? <laughs> awesome. All right, so the armored guard or knight, he turns and he begins to walk away. My, my liege, Lord Butterfriend, come this way. I'll take you to the storeroom. Thank you, Lord Garibald. So the man walks off with Lord Butterfriend. And as they walk off, they leave our players stranded in this cell alone with the other three random people across the room from them. So with them leaving, the players, or all three of you, are now stranded alone in the same cell. What do you do? So Vakum is sitting against a wall, and he has a... Uh, what's essentially a rubber ball in his hand and just bouncing against the wall, uh, passing some time. And, you know, he's kind of bored, so he's just uh, humming a melody that a, a bard once uh, made for him. It's just, his name is Vakum. He is known to sock him. Any bout he's come across, he has always rocked him. And every... Time he goes over it, bouncing his ball against the wall. He's unintentionally getting a little louder and louder. <laughs> Does this interrupt anything? His name is Vakum. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I finally wake up after Lord Butterfriend leaves. Uh, Sockum. Can you please, please stop that? Any bout? Oh, sorry. Please, my head is killing me right now. Oh, my my mistake. I. I just, I've wound up in situations like this before. Uh, I've sailed the seas and fought yeah, the yeah, fights. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> my name is, my name is Vakum, by the way. I, I, I am known to sock him. Yes, I heard. <laughs> so at this point, uh, Dal's Rai is going to try to stand up. But as he does, he hits his head. It's like, oh, baby, I think these accommodations ain't made for a Goliath like me. Oh, D man. DK? Is that you? Oh, snap, it's been my boy. You, I ain't seen you since. I can't even remember. It's been a long time. How you been, man? Yeah. Well, you long, ain't looking good because you ain't here with me. Long way from the forest, aren't you? Yeah, I know. I was just traveling, you know, at the tavern, trying to get a hot meal and maybe get a good night's rest, and they jumped me. Mm. They put a sleep smell on you, boy. Uh, yes. Uh, 
my character just jumps in. I'm Vakum, by the way. Yeah, just, yes, yes, yes. I get that. I get that. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Well, Vakum, yeah. I'm Desiree Kong Mirrors, but please call me DK for sure. DK, I like that. All right. Uh, I don't like this cell, though. Uh, I'm sure. My name's you. I was... Uh, my head. <laughs> you ain't all the way here yet. Uh. Goodness, how, how uh, have you two ended up in this cell with me? Like I said, man, I was in the forest, and then I was just trying to go into town to get something to eat, but they put a sleeve suit on you, boy. Uh. I'm just trying to eat, man. Come on. I was here for a job, and... Uh. You trying to kill? You still killing people? Just, uh, uh, never mind that. <laughs> anyway, I was here for a job. Someone gave me wrong intel. Oh, but a friend. Uh. Oh, that guy. Yeah, I've, I got jumped myself, Why uh, as the kids say. I don't understand. I was just trying to eat. Yeah, you got to watch out for those those sleeping potions. I, I once heard of someone who had one thrown in some jello. That was... <laughs> That was bad. <laughs> All kinds of bad. Well, as the three of you are talking amongst one another, the tabaxi across is still moving back and forth, pacing. He's not really paying much attention to either one of you. The halfling, though, next to him, that's muttering whispers to himself. He's, he's sitting down, holding himself, shaking, and he, he slowly looks over your way, and he slowly gets up, and he walks over to this bars of the cell he's in. He grabs onto the bars and he just starts looking at you guys but doesn't say anything. And then the cell next to those two, you see the figure that was sitting in the corner by themselves with the hood. The figure eventually gets up and walks to the bars of their cell as well and the figure takes the hood off. And when the figure takes the hood off, you notice it is an elf woman with red, dark red hair. Oh baby girl! With green eyes. And she looks at the group's way, and she looks down at the halfling, shakes her head a bit, and then looks over at the three of you. Oi! Name's Canal. What brings you three here? What happened to you? Why are you here? I don't want to talk about it. Very cold. Mm, okay. Dang, you don't even cold to the baby girl, you know, this state your name. I mean, it seems like you both know each other already. Hold up. I'm Vakum. Oh, sorry. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> it's nice to meet you, Vakum. Thank you. You know what? That's very nice. It's been a long day, and my God, last night, let me tell you, um, I was I was socking them, as I do, and then a group of... Oh, good oh God. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, I get it. Vakum, sock them. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Like Thank it. you. That's, that's I am very happy with how that turned out, yes. <laughs> and really quick with you... I know you're a changeling. You mentioned you were a changeling. Are you in your changeling form or are you in another form right now? I'm in a human form right now. Okay. Um, Tannish skin, about five foot nine. Okay. About average. All right. Night. All right. Um, so you kept that human form. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that's what everyone here notices. I just yeah, want to make green, sure before we went any further yeah. since you are a changeling. Um, green eyes. Okay. Perfect. Short hair. And since DK met your character at some point, I'm assuming that he's met you in this persona before, which is why he would probably think it's he, you. Yeah. 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 Which makes sense. All right. Cool. Just want to get that out there real quick before we continue. So as you're talking to the elf woman named Kinnell, the halfling 
that's holding onto the bars in the cell next to her. He sticks his arm out the bar and he tries to just grab at just thin air. And he looks at the three of you. Ah! Oh, oh. This isn't safe place. We have to get out of here. It's dangerous here. My name is Dorcas, the Tabaxi next to me. His name is Dust in the Wind, but you just call him Dust. I, I, I lean over to the guys. I, I think uh, our friend here had a little dust in the wind. Just nudge them like eight different times. Dust in the wind, I guys. I shake my head. <laughs> <laughs> the Corcus, the halflings. Do you, do you know what they do to people that come here? They, you don't survive. They, there's, there's a demon that lives here in these mountains. A demon? Yes. But you, do you guys know how to fight? Can, can you break the locks? I mean, I can fight, I can sing, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a one-man show, what you talking about? Break me out of here, please! Break you out? Yes! I'm trying to get out of here myself, I don't got none of my stuff! <laughs> Make me a perception check, uh, Yug. So yeah, so you'll roll your d20. d20? Yep. Okay. And then under your skills, on your character sheet, under perception, you will add that number to your d20. So... 12 plus... Uh, Perception. Uh, 12 plus 5, so that's 17. Okay. So you got a 17. So as this half-elf, or half-elf, I'm sorry, this halfling is talking to you, Yug is looking around and he notices on each door of each cell there is a lock that looks like it possibly could be, be picked at some point. But the locks look standard grade. They don't look like they're anything special. But that's something only you notice for now. I mean, unless the other two do perception checks to try and look around. But you, you see that. The halfling Corcus just, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to eat us. Do, do you guys know what they do to, after you get eaten? You die! That's what happens. Get me out of here! Okay. Get, get, get me out! And he starts shaking the bars as hard as he can. And the tabaxi next to him that's pacing back and forth, Dust in the Wind is his name, a.k.a. Dust, looks over at Corcus. Shut up! Shut up! Do you want them to come down here and kill you sooner? Ah, 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 I'm sorry, Dust. Forgive me. I, I, I just... They, they killed someone last... Yesterday. I, I can't handle it. I need to get out of here. Cal calm down. Calm down. <sighs> Oi. These two here, these blokes, been loud all night. I feel sorry for you. <laughs> So wait, let me, let's get some story straight. Valkum, why are you here? So, it all began, and I am down. the short version? Okay, okay, all right, that's fair. Um, well, I Man was... over here talking about we about to get eaten, huh? I got stories to tell. I'm a bard, baby. Relax, well, relax. Well, I, okay, so what occurred uh, in my harrowing journey was I was uh, having my time in a fighting pit, as I do. I, I tend to get gold that way. Um, and good gracious almighty, did I get a lot of gold this time. I was... How much gold is a lot of gold? Um, well, have you ever ha held five gold? <laughs> yeah, I've held five. Five thousand? Okay, that's a different story. Yeah, I did yeah. set you up there. I apologize. Yeah, yeah no. Um, five thousand freaking gold. Like All at once? Yes. Yes, and, and don't mistake me, I, I have 
had uh, some would call it a privileged life. I was like, uh, you don't look like a poor man to me. You look oh, like you well, had it well. Oh. Thank you, thank you. I, I you know do my thing. I I hit the the gymnasium, uh, which is the fighting pit uh, name for our our fitness center. Um, <laughs> uh, after I go to the gymnasium, I, I tend to eat protein, which is a <laughs> A supplement of sorts that that helps me grow. Um, so hey, hold on, let me get a look at you. There's a little dog in here. You know, I can't stand fully up, so I gotta kind of hunch over. You know, I'm about I'm a tall glass of water. I stand at seven two. Let me pick you up real quick. I'm real strong. Oh God! Hey, look, you like you've been missing a few meals, but you know, you look, you look all right. You look in good shape. Thank you. I, please don't hurt me. <laughs> he won't hurt you. He won't hurt you. Well, as I, as I was saying, I was basically doing my thing, which is uh, socking them. And as I did, I uh, noticed a lot of people watching this fight. Which, honestly, I mean, I I, I do pretty well in the fighting pits, but uh, this was this was interesting. Oh no, man! I ain't never heard of you. I, okay, well, that that's clearly a lie. It is definitely. <laughs> I really don't care. Well, I, I, I ignore you. He's always like, he's a sourpuss. Uh, maybe you guys just didn't hear the song. Okay, so ra sa va no, 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 guys, no, no, no. All right, all no. Right. He socks him. Okay, I'm sorry, but yes, he. I, I ultimately won a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, this fight was a little rough. I, I got a little rough and tumbled there. But afterwards, a group of men just attacked me on the street. They're wearing masks though, so I couldn't quite quite make them out. And when I awoke, uh, after the last thing I heard, something about a uh, nutter friend or butter friend, something like that. <laughs> yeah, he told me that, I, I heard that I, I lost him a lot of money, um, which kind of is, is the point of what Should've I do. his life. Yeah, she lost Boy, a that's, lot that, that's Lord Butterfriend you're talking about. Oh. Do you know of him? Lord Butter Asshole is what I, oh, you mean I would call it. So the 5,000 gold you had, it's all gone now. Oh, yes. I will get it back, believe me. I need that money. I, I don't really want to go into the whys and where fours. I'm, uh, as I, I tend to like to keep things short, gentlemen. So, sure you do. Yeah, so I won't, won't really go too far into that. Too um, late. Yeah. So you know you shouldn't be walking around with 5,000 gold. That, that's a lot of gold. Well, if you, you know, sock them. Well, you sock them, but you lo- you're obviously here. Well, it sounds like you got socked yourself. <laughs> look, look, I'm a, well. I'm a merchant myself. I, I've carried gold that much. You know there's banks. Ah, oh, yes. Yes, I do. See, back where I'm from, when I was a wee lad, uh, I learned of these banks that you call them. But when you have as much money as I did, so you're saying you saying you won 5,000 gold from a pit fight. Yes. And they was, don't have a banker there to take your money. Well, I mean, they, they might've, but I mean, he I, did say he was fighting the champion. So he said it was rough. So maybe he was a little bit tired and they jumped him. Who knows? I mean, they don't call me. I mean, they jumped me. Yeah. Put me to sleep. I'm just trying to eat a meal and go to bed, man. I'm tired from my travels. Oh, wait, what about you? You're just standing there oh. quietly. Oh, uh, by the way, Canel, thanks for the info. By the way, that surely helped. I feel awkward here. Do I know? <laughs> it's a little awkward. Y'all got history. Yeah. I... Well, Canel was supposed to give me info on Lord Butterfriend and. Butterfriend, that's how you say it, sorry. Yeah. Oi, anyway. you're supposed to be that, that man that's coming to 
Say Laura. Take care of him, yes. Oh, well, see, unfortunately, see, I'm a traveling merchant, so on my way to the Selenar Citadel, I was jumped by a bunch of bugbears. That seems... Ooh. Sucks, doesn't it? It, it does. Oh. So that's why you don't have your information. Sorry about Fair that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, you can't blame baby girl like that. You don't yeah. mind calling you baby girl, right? You I do that. mind. Okay, Quinnell, I'm sorry. This is... Please call me by my name. I do. I'm... <laughs> I can't get this voice down, but it's whatever, you know. I'm just going with it. It's working. It's working. I'm really bad at accents, especially playing a female elf. There's only so much I can do. I won't call you out your name again. You know, I just, I just happen when I see a fine young woman, I just gotta call a baby girl. Boy, you call me young, but I bet you I'm older than you. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I'm 150 years old. Oh, dang, you was old, man. But you know, they say I like them. I like the mature women, you know. I'm mature quick, too. You might want to go find another Goliath. On Tinder, she's uh, 100. You <laughs> D&D Tinder. <laughs> D&D, dates and dragons. Dates, or dates dra- and dungeons or something, dates I don't know. <laughs> don't worry, so, you may fall for me when I sing you a little bit of my tunes. Once you hear my music. You're still trying that stuff. We, we still trying. I'm the greatest. I don't know what you talking about. I'm worldwide, baby. So Everybody it looks like you two it. know each other. How do you two know each other? <sighs> he once, helped me out a while ago. I saved him. Actually, I saved him twice. I mean, yeah, once when he was a baby, you know, they tried to kill him and his master. I only could save one, you know. I wish I could save the master. It was like a father to him. But then the second time, he got ambushed, and I, we happened to be in the forest again. I appreciate that, by the hey, way. Man, it's no problem. Such a dramatic story. I know, I wish I could say the same thing, but I'm, I'm from a lineage with nine other sisters. There's ten of us total. You've probably seen one of my other twins. Have you ever watched the, the show? Oh, never mind. This is in the world of D&D. I can't break the fourth wall like Rogar. But I have nine other sisters. They're all, we're all twins. In some, would that be the proper word? A twin? With ten of us? I wouldn't know. <laughs> ten is a day. Uh, gosh. Uh... Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> oh, oh, I think I got it. It's, it's a uh, decouplet, I think, is for ten. Right? I think so. Well, you, are you all adventurers in the Adventurers Guild? I kind of sound like I put out some Rogar there for a second. Give me a second. <laughs> all right, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm in no Adventurers Guild. And what about you? I'm just a traveling bard, just telling, singing songs. Do you know of the Adventurers Guild? Look, she looks at Vakum. I know of quite a few things. One of them is, you know what? I'm, I'm just gonna stop with that. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes. Well, that's uh, no fun. Yeah. Well, to put it simply, there's Adventurers Guilds all around Tirista, and the receptionists are all my sisters. They all look just like me. Ooh. You know, there's not. There's ten of us. There's Linnell, Minel, Rinel, Pinel. Zinel, Vinel, Janel, Yenel, and Winel. You know, it's like the show uh, Pokemon. You know, like the Nurse Joys. Oh, uh, yes, I've seen that stage play of the Pake of Mon. Yes, yes. Yes, you have it. Yes. <laughs> I stay away from stage plays. <laughs> oh, they're wonderful. I've seen a few, you know, just trying to learn some more music, you know. So, Broaden my horizon. So, as you guys were talking, Make me actually. What is your passive perception? Thirteen as well. All right. So you have a thirteen for you. Passive perception. What is thirteen? Vulcan's thirteen. Okay. So you all see something 
on the side coming down the hallway where Lord Butterfriend and the armored guard had left. You see a flickering torch in the distance mm-hmm. walking or coming towards the cells. And as that torch begins to come closer, you notice the halfling Corcus. He goes, <gasps> They're coming! They're coming! Oh my god! Oh, 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 they're gonna kill us. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, they're gonna kill you first. Not me. I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. They're gonna kill you first. He looks at the Goliath and he goes into the corner and he's shaking and it's a box. He's like, this is not good. They're coming. This is not good. And as the torch or whoever's holding the torch grows closer, you all can see a medium-sized creature. It's known as a bugbear. It's a goblinoid. Just think of a large brute offer kind of like a like a yeti or like bigfoot or something fangs he's holding onto this torch he has some leather armor on on his side you see he has a large morning star equipped to his belt and on the right side of his waist on his belt you can hear this jingling a set of keys a ring of keys on his belt and he walks into the center of the cells and behind him There is a woman with long black hair, blue bright eyes. She has a silver tiara around her head with a ruby placed or embedded in the center of the tiara on her head. She is wearing all black. It's a very fancy looking dress, something a noble would probably wear in like Mm. the courts. And around her neck, her collar has white feathers, bird-like feathers that stretch out to her shoulders. So she looks pretty wealthy and regal in some capacity. And she is walking behind this bugbear. And both of her hands are in front of her as she's walking. And you guys see there is a small wooden chest. You can't see unless you make me a perception check if there's anything on the chest as far as like scriptures. Yeah, I was going to ask about. I was actually going to ask about the ruby too. Like try to see. Okay, so go ahead and make me a perception check. Roll the d20 and then add your perception. And my perception is a five. All right, so you have a 11 plus 16. five. 16. So, Vakum, as the bugbear and the woman come, you quickly glance. You're trying to see the ruby or the chest? Well, more so I was trying to, because like I was wondering since uh, of Vakum's like back, like history, he would kind of be able, I, I would think he would be able to maybe place the history of certain things. or. Okay, right. so go ahead and make me then, if that's the case, a history check. Okay. All right. 19 and a three, so okay. 22. Cool. So, Vakum, you're able to see the little chest in her hand. As the bugbear steps forward, he steps to the side, kind of out of her way, and she steps forward. She is, they're both silent. But as she steps forward with her chest, you can see the wooden chest has engravings all around it in gold. But they're not random engravings. You can actually tell... You don't know specifically what it says, but you can tell that the scriptures on the chest come from a spell. You have seen scriptures like this before. You just don't understand what really it's stating. But you've seen something similar to this from magic Mm -hmm. of some kind. Your character's from the Iondore Isles and raised by high elves. So you've come across magic at some point in your life. So you... 
you have a general understanding that it's magic of some kind. You just mm-hmm. don't know what. Yeah. So I turned to the other two. There's something about that box. Sorry, that didn't come out right. There's something mystical in that woman's hands. So as you're mentioning that to Yug and DK, the bugbear glares at the three of you and he just snarls, showing his fangs. And then he looks around the other way and looks at the other three across and he reaches down and grabs the ring of keys, a large ring with several different keys on them. He steps forward and he opens or unlocks, I'm, I'm sorry, he unlocks the lock to the cell with Corcus and the tabaxi dust, dust, dust in the wind. And as he unlocks it, the woman, she steps forward and now she's closer now to you. You can see she has long elven ears. Your assumption, she's also a high elf of some kind. She steps forward and she glances slowly at the three of you and she has this slight little smirk across her face. But then she turns around her back now to you and she steps forward into the cell with Corcus and Dust. Corcus and Dusk, they quickly begin to show their fear. You guys can see them shaking in their boots. Dusk backs away into the corner. Please, no, no, not me, not today, no! And Corcus, the halfling, he backs into his corner. He goes, oh, oh, no, no, please, not today. No, 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 no. Him, you want him, you want him. And he points at Dust. And the woman steps forward and she slowly opens the chest. And as she opens it, you all can see a slight ooze-like creature reach out of the chest. And it drops onto the ground in front of Corcus. Can we roll to see? Yes. Okay. Cool. Go ahead and roll me a perception check to see, or unless you want to try and see what it is and that, know what it is. Yeah, I kind of want to, yeah, just kind of see the general idea of like what type of. Okay. DK ah, has got an 18. Seven plus five. I'm low. I'm, I have yeah. a 12. I have an eight plus, what was it? Perception. 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 Uh, eight plus 13. Okay. So 12, 13. Mm-hmm. Okay, 18. 18. Okay. So y'all can see easily what's coming out of this chest or this box. This large pinkish glob stretches out from the box and it's and as it touches the ground, it seems as it's pulling itself. It hurls itself out of the chest and it lands this large glob and you do notice it's not just a oozing glob. It begins to chatter and murmur and all around this glob you see sharp teeth and mouths and fangs chattering. And you can hear this chattering coming from the glob. And as the mouths all over the glob begin to open its mouths, it looks like it's trying to reach for Corcus. And there's eyes all over the glob as well. All the eyes are looking all around the room, but then you notice they all fixate on Corcus the halfling. And as the glob begins to chatter, you all can hear this whispering this of languages you've never you can't tell exactly what it's saying it's it's a mix of languages from common to elven to orc you just you don't know though with all mixed together corcus frightened he he can't back away any longer he's up against the wall he's like no 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 not me please no not me and as the glob hits the ground you see two parts of it stretch out like webs and it grabs onto 
the halfling, Corcus, and it pulls itself towards him. And you hear Corcus start screaming and kicking. He can't escape the glob. And as the glob jumps onto Corcus, all you can now see is his body is becoming engulfed by this creature. You don't know exactly what it is. We'll get to mm-hmm. Vakum because you were trying to see what it was. Yeah. And as it jumps onto this poor halfling, all the mouths on it begin to bite into him and begins to tear his skin apart. He begins to scream in pain, and all of a sudden, his voice becomes silent as his face is engulfed in this blob. And soon enough, the halfling is fully and completely devoured, and you see another mouth appear on the glob's side and eyes. Mm -hmm. And as the glob slowly begins to finish devouring the halfling, the tabaxi dust, oh, oh, he's, he's in the corner on his knees, his arms are over his head. He is frightened and shaking in, in pure fright. Now, for Vakum, make mm-hmm. me a... You're trying to figure out what kind of magic this is, so yeah. I want to say make me an arcana check. Ooh, I should put more points there. Yeah. <laughs> got a three there, so let's see what we got. Come on, come on, 20. Let's 14, okay, so I got 17. Okay, so to know exactly what this creature is, mm-hmm. considering you're a fighter, you're not really a mage per right. se, you know that there is some kind of magic that is in play here. You know it's something magical that was created in some way, shape, or form. Hmm. It's an Joy. aberration of some kind. You know it's not natural. But you just don't know exactly what kind of creature it is. Gotcha. Do I know if it's like elven or some other type of magic? You you know it's of the dark arts. Okay. Dark magic. And as he is finished being devoured, the blob slowly resends itself and it reaches up into the chest and it pulls itself up and it forces itself back in the chest. And the elf woman slowly closes it. And she looks at the tabaxi and then at the bugbear. Bring him. He shall be a sacrifice for the goddess Mevra. And she turns and she walks out of the prison or the cell. And she glances at Canel's way and then back at the three of you. And she just smiles. Don't worry. You will be well fed and taken care of until it is your turn to be fed to the goddess Mevra. And she slowly turns and she begins to slowly walk away. How about I feed Mevra my scimitar? 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 Whatever, scimitar. how you say it. Yeah, scimitar. I may have bundled the, uh, the landing there a bit, but you know what I mean, person. <laughs> the elf woman, she, as she begins to, walk, or begins to walk away, she stops at Vakum's comment and she slowly looks over at him. My, seems you're very eager to be the first out of the three of you to be devoured. Very well. The next time I come down, I'll have you next. Well, Scimitar. (laughs) And she turns around and she just has a grin on her face as she walks away with this chest in her hands. The bugbear grabs the tabaxi by the arm and he drags him out of the cell and dusts, no, no, please. And he looks at you, save me, don't let them kill me. Don't let them kill me! And the bugbear takes his morning star and he clobbers the tabaxi in the back of the head, knocking him unconscious. And he puts him over his shoulder. And as he turns around, he takes the key out of the 
lock and puts it back onto his belt. And he turns around and he slowly begins to walk away. What do you guys do? Uh, I try to use my lock pick to try to get out. Or my thieves tools. Thieves tools. Yeah. So if you're going to try to unlock the... So your hands can go through the, the bars to try and unlock the lock. But if you do that right now, he might see you. And we have no gear, right? You have no gear on you other than your armor. Okay. You all, you do have your lock picks though on you. They didn't strip you of your... Yeah, can I, since he's new, can I suggest something to him? Yeah, by all means. Try a sleight of hand. Try to like take the keys from him. Okay. Try, uh, try. Yes. Yeah, I'll try so, a yeah, So if you roll me a, a sleight of hand check, you might be able to grab the keys without him noticing. Okay. So sleight of hand's like you trying to steal something off right. someone's person. No whammy, no whammy. <laughs> Nine plus, plus your sleight of hand skill. Nine plus four. Ooh, Thirteen. Thirteen. So let's see if you got it, because I actually have a DC save for that, to oh, where you have to roll to see if you get it. It was a twelve. Oh! <laughs> so as the bugbear knocks dust over the head with his morning star, and he puts, he kind of just fumbles the keys onto his belt, not really paying attention to you guys. Bugbear's not very bright. More brute strength than anything. He grabs the tabaxi onto his shoulder and he begins to walk away with one arm around the tabaxi, one arm on the torch, not realizing that Yug, being the stealthy rogue assassin that he is, quickly reaches his arm through the gates or the bars and he grabs the keys up quietly enough to where the bugbear does not notice. And soon the bugbear and the woman, the elf woman, now leave with tabaxi. The halfling's body is nowhere to be seen. That cell is now empty. You are now left alone. And again, you hear another loud, thunderous sound coming from outside, echoing throughout the chambers that you're in. As the bugbear leaves the torch, the room is now darkened once more. But if you have dark vision... You yeah, can, I was just going to say. say yeah. So... Oh, snap, look at my boy. You look nice job getting them keys. Key? Should have got them sooner. <laughs> oh, There's <man>. a key. <laughs> oh, right, Robert, yeah, listen, listen, listen to me, Robert. I think you talk a little bit too much. I thought I was bad. I'm sorry. Dad, like I'm sorry. I just position, man. You trying to get us killed early? I just. <laughs> you I, saw what just happened to that man. He gone. Ain't nobody. No bones. Ain't nothing. I'm sorry. I, I, I usually sock him more than I do talk, but all my weapons are gone. All my everything's I gone. Get, but you trying to get eaten? I mean, I like to eat, but I don't want to get hate. That, that's Listen fair. That's very girls. fair. <laughs> Bro, you enough with gotta the put girls. it in your pants, DK. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's get out of here. I see you got the key there. Yes, yes, I got the key. So you're going to let me out too, right? Of course. So, so we should get going. Yeah, we should get. Hey, yo. I uh, do got a question. Are we going to try to save him? Are we going to try to save Dust? Or is he going to literally become Dust in the wind? Yeah, we, we, we will save him. We will okay. save him. Solid pun, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> but, yes, I, I do think we should try to, to get Dust. I, mean, I just don't want to, that, baby, that baby girl. I mean, she was fine. We shouldn't Dust on Dust. Oh, got it. Okay, let's do it, guys. <laughs> I don't know what the heck that thing was. I ain't never seen anything like that. No, neither have I. Neither have I. <laughs> I've been everywhere just about. I've never seen nothing like that. All right, so go ahead and make me another sleight of hand. Yug, if you're going to try and uh, reach around through the bars to okay. unlock the, the gate. Oh, yeah, Ooh, baby. 14. All right, 
So that's 18? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, 18. you go, I'm assuming that's what you're about to do. Yeah. So you goes and he reaches his hands around or through the gates and he's able to skillfully unlock it with the keys. And the gate or the lock opens and the gate slowly creeps open. I need my weapons. I do too. So I can see, I'm not sure how, how well your guys' vision is right now, but maybe I can maybe lead us there. Please. Okay. You know, you know where they put us? We were knocked out when we got here. I have no idea where I even am. Right oh, yeah. Now. I have no idea what we're doing here, but I, I just, uh, yeah, that, I, that's my only plan. Wait, I'm going to guarantee you that our weapons are probably somewhere down the shaft. Come on. Was that a sham joke? <laughs> After eight years, you still making sham jokes? You gonna give me PTSD, man? Come on, we just finished that. I'm sorry, that's another session. No, no, that's totally fine. I don't want that. Oh man. Uh, so, are you going to? Uh, yes, I'm going to let you out. I uh, thank you, Yug. Uh, was it? Yes. Thank you, Yug. I'm Vakum. Yes, we yes, we I got know. that. Okay, just. I got it out the Vakum. So all three of you are now outside of your cell in the hallway, and I'm, my, assume, my assumption is uh, you're allowing Canal to follow you. There's only one way out that you guys can see. To your right out of the cells is just cavern walls. To the left where the guard and where the woman came from, that seems to be the only direction. However, as you guys look down that long tunnel, it is dark. You don't see any torches. So Canal looks at the three of you. Oi, well, uh, I'm not much of a fighter, so I think one of you should go. Vakum, was it? Yes, I, I am a fighter, if I haven't mentioned that at all. So let's go Rock'em Sock'em, and you go first. Rock'em Sock'em Vakum, let's go. I'm going to have you say it, Yug. One of these days, I'm going to have you say it. Okay, okay. Yug can be a stick in the mud. He's a good man. So we should probably be quiet, you know, because we don't want people yeah, to hear yeah. us. Oh, okay, I just, you know, I like to. Still, no, I'm nervous. Go, I'm a little man. nervous. I like to talk when I'm nervous. So where you're from, Kennel? Kennel? Quinnel? Quinnel? Hi, you, Greg. Hey, 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 yeah. hey, okay. hey, All hey, right, hey, I rock him. Hey. Okay. Shh. Okay. <laughs> I okay. mean, he is the assassin. Let's just take his lead. You know. It's Kennel. Kennel? Canal. Kennel. A Q. A K. A Q, not a K. Canal. Yes. You got it. Shh. Olentangy Road? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Shh. You're upsetting, Yug. Okay, okay. I don't want to be caught I mean, again, so let's keep it quiet. All right, uh, so I'm going to let's, let's we're going to walk forward. We're going to go forward, and you said down one hall we have uh, just guards. We know the guards are there. You don't know anything yet. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so you okay. just see darkness. Just see darkness. Yeah. You so you, if you have the dark vision, you can see sixty feet ahead. So who gotcha. has the dark vision? Me. Okay. All right. So you're you're leading. So as you guys slowly begin to walk forward, I'm assuming trying to be quiet about it. Yeah. With Vakum. Leading the way, he has the dark vision. So he can see in the distance up to 60 feet. Canel also has dark vision. I was going to say, yeah. But she's, she's behind you guys. Mm -hmm. You see, the path looks as if it eventually diverges into several other paths. It's like a fork, except not a fork. There's three paths a you fork. can take. Yeah. 
Three-way yeah. At that pathway, you don't see any guards. You just see as you're walking through the caverns, some boxes here and there, wooden crates, mm-hmm. nothing particularly special. But when you hit that three-way path, you see directly in front of you, probably about another 50 feet, there is a large wooden door. And to the left, you peek over. I'm assuming you're going to peek. Yeah. To the left hallway, you peek. Make me a move silently. I'm, okay. I'm sorry. That's 3.5. <laughs> Make me a stealth. stealth. Yeah. Stealth. All stealth. right. Me or? Yes. Okay. 11 and my stealth. Yeah, it's very bottom. Three. Okay. So 14. So Vakum gets to this three-way area and he looks over the corner he peeks and he looks to the left and he sees another wooden door much closer than the one that's directly in front of you guys i think everything we own is in a box to the left (laughs) to the right though as he looks to the right he noticed the hallway curves around into another corner but he can't he doesn't know what's after right too far okay so what do you see I see uh, a box, I think. A room? I don't know. It's, I think it's 61 feet away. <laughs> How can you be so sure? Did you count? I mean, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I've it. been alive for a long time, and there's a lot of downtime when you're just kind of stranded at sea. So about the time when I was a pirate. Oh, oh no, 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 no backstories, no backstories. Okay. Please. All right, all right, all right. You can tell us about your feats and journeys after we get out of here and not getting eaten. All righty. Okay, so what I see in our distance, I see a door. Now, I've kind of been in this type of situation a few times since I've left my hometown my home village home country anyway you're really about to make me break one of my rules are you i i see with my elven eyes something in the distance and i think behind that room might be our weapons well, what about the other hallway? What's down there? Ah, uh, that looks a bit treacherous. Like uh, a dark path. Almost a a dark... I used to have a friend named Disnesk. No, no, no. Okay, no, all right, no, all right, no, all right. No, all right. no, but no. It was about 30 years ago. Okay, I'll stop, I'll stop. All right, so we should go into the room. I think I think we have our stuff there. So you think the room is the well, good idea? It was? Is there something else up there? I mean, there is, but without her, we should try to go into well, that. How do you know this next room to the left has got our room and weapons in it? Well, if I, if, I were to, if I were to if bound people, man, yes. Oh, if you're a bad man, I bet you'd have bet you would have lost. I bet you would have lost 5,000 gold. Much noise. We're making too much noise. I, I will sock them. I will sock them all, gentlemen. You're making gentlemen. too much noise. Uh, you, I'll trust your instincts. All right. I mean, if we're locked up. I feel like if you're going to hide weapons, they're going to be behind a door. And we this. probably shouldn't just wander through a hall without our weapons. So, I mean, worst case scenario, we open a door and end up in a room of nothing. And we're kind of back where we started. Well, we can end up in a room full of guards. So what do that do? <laughs> That's true. You, what is your intuition telling you, my friend? Well, I don't have dark vision, so... While Yug's talking, I'm going to the door, and I'm just, like, trying to, like, I'm pounding on it. I'm just pounding on it. pound on the door? Yeah. (laughs) Like, trying to open it. (laughs) I 
gotta stay in character, <laughs> man. Right, so, so Vakum goes to the left path, uh-huh. which is a much shorter path than the right or the path ahead of you. Uh-huh. It's a closed wooden door. So you're just slamming on it? Are you or are you going to like try and peek in? Are you trying to get in? I'm trying to get in defined by stuff. <laughs> okay. So you're just b- busting in. Busting the door and I, I really don't want to ruin this, but Not can I say what I'm saying? Like, play your character yeah, play how it. you think your character Well, not even is. that. Just like, I, I want to say here that before I went to the door, we have this map laid out in front of us with other figures. <laughs> so I just didn't look at the map apparently because I am banging on the door with some very intimidating figures on the other side. Well, go- good, I gotta take a picture of this. Well, this the good thing is, technically, I probably shouldn't have put those figures there. The map's just so far from me, I didn't want it to get up and put them oh, there. Oh, okay, that's fair. But you're so playing it. Like, you're you're playing it right okay, because okay. you don't. Your character doesn't know what's in there. That's true. That's, that's true. true. Yeah, your character. So oh. so you're pounding at the door. You're you're trying to open it. Well, but I'm like trying to rattle it and like trying to like force my way into it. Okay. What's everyone else doing while he's doing this? He's gone. I can't see nothing. We can't so, Vakum walks up to the wooden door. Vakum, tell us And he, he sees there's just a, a small little metal ring attached to the door that you can either pull, you would assume pull. Mm-hmm. So you go to pull the door open. Yeah. It's not locked. Oh. The door swings wide open coming towards you. But you notice directly in front of you. I don't even have, you don't even have to make a perception check because it's right in front of you. Mm-hmm. You enter this room and in front of you there is a wooden table and on each end of the wooden table there are two bugbears playing some gambling type of game. Now, go ahead and now. make me a... <laughs> At this point, you're probably going to try and hide. Yeah, make yeah. Me a hide well, I'm going to try to tiptoe away to be specific. So go ahead and make right. me a, a hide check real quick. All right, let's see what my hide is. Well, we can hide in the old room. <laughs> so a hide would just be your dex. Gotcha. So a d20 okay. plus your dex. 12 plus 3, so I'm at 15. Okay. So they're passive perception because they're not necessarily looking for you. Right. They do notice the door swings open, but they quickly look your way and you're able to quickly hide behind the door as it comes towards you. You know, I and do just... have uh, on, the, on my character a ability, which is Mask of the Wild. I mean, wood counts, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's an elf, a wood elf. Yeah. Uh, kind of check, yeah. So I'm sorry when it, when you did the hide, I meant to say you add your stealth, not, oh, not just gotcha. dex. I made yeah. that mistake. So what what was your stealth? Oh, same three. three. Okay, so same thing. All right, perfect. So you're able to quickly put yourself behind the door as it swings open, and as they look your way, they don't spot you with their passive perception. They see the door swing right open, but then they see it's just an empty hallway. And you can hear one of the bugbears grunts. Ah, I keep telling her, we need new doors. Whenever there's a storm outside, the, we- the breeze gets in here and opens them from time to time. Uh, I don't like that door being open. 
Go shot it. I'm just towing the fuck away. <laughs> so one of the bugbears gets up and he slowly begins to go over towards the door. Are you tiptoeing away or are you going to stay behind the door? He's coming to the door and I'm behind it right now. Yeah, and he, but it's the but door he can't is quite out. see me. No, you're behind the door. The door is outward. So he's going to have to probably pull it back closed. Gotcha. I am going to... You tiptoe away, you risk the chance of him seeing you. I'm going to hold. I'm going to hold firm and just be quiet. Okay. Now, because you're not moving anywhere else, you're going to stick to that hide check that you just did. Okay. And I'm going to make a... Fuck! (laughs) You guys tell the story! Oh! You guys tell the story! He walks up towards... Towards the what's that what's that skill do again? Um, my mask, mask of the of wild. The, yes. uh, you can attempt to hide even when you are only lightly obscured by foliage, heavy rain, falling snow, mist, and other natural phenomena. Oh, okay. So the bugbear is gonna walk, and as he reaches for the metal ring on his side of the door, he sees Vakum's arm up against the cavern walls kind of pointing out sticking out from behind the door a little bit and he goes what the what what is this and he opens the door pulls the door and looks around and he spots you and he goes they escaped they escaped no he didn't no he didn't <laughs> so at this can i roll a uh, a deception check on that <laughs> well, first now that you've been spotted we have to uh, roll initiative okay that's fair so everyone go to roll d20 and then add your initiative. Dice tell the story. Oof, three. And three, so six. So 12, and my initiative, 14. Oof, nice. I get a nine. <laughs> so the enemies have a 15. Oof. Canel has a 19. And then the six was DK. All right. So the turn order is going to be NPC, Canel. Enemies, Yug, and, and DK. Dang it! So, you, you can make a deception check, but once it's your turn. Gotcha. But now that they've spawned you, it's we have to roll initiative. Gotcha, okay. So, at this point, you guys notice and hear the bugbear go, Ah! They escaped! They escaped! And the other bugbear that was at the table quickly gets up and he pulls out his morning star. And the bugbear in front of you doesn't have his morning star. He forgot it at the table because he didn't realize that there was a person. So he just has his hands. And he looks at, he looks at, uh, Vakum. You're going to pay for this. But before anything happens, Canel's first. And she quickly hears the bugbear and she looks at Yug and DK. Oi, your friend's not the brightest. We're in some deep shit. Yes, yes we <laughs> and are. And she looks around the corner. She's going to move around the corner to where she can look through the door. So if you go and move her miniature for me around the corner here. So Canel quickly makes her way around the corner and she looks back at Yug and DK. Luckily, I know magic. Watch this. I like fire. And she, oh, she, she, uh, she points her hand and she goes, a bang. And she shoots a fireball at the bugbear right in front of uh, Vakum. 
and she's able to hit him. And she's going to deal 1d10 fire damage. She does seven damage to the bugbear right in front of Vakum. Mm. I said seven, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So Vakum sees this bolt of fire energy go over his shoulder and it slams against the bugbear's chest. And as he's hit by the fire, she goes, a bang, but you're also wearing leather. So that means it's on fire now. And the bugbear leather armor bursts into flames. You go, ah, ah, and he starts screaming. And then she goes, okay, now it's your turn. She's an exposition fairy. <laughs> so it is now the enemy's turn. The bugbear in front of Vakum, he's, he's on fire now. He's screaming. He quickly t- looks around and he doesn't know what to do and he just takes his fist and he slams it down at Vakum. Ooh. I rolled a two. That's not going to hit you. Yeah. I just... So his, he's, he's just so... The fire on him is distracting. He tries to slam his fist against you and you're able to duck under and his hand slams against the cavern wall behind you and he goes he looks down at you and he snarls the other bugbear though at the table grabs this morning star and he rushes towards you so the guy so the the lizard looking dude there put him up next to you the other one so the other bugbear comes through and they're both able to fit through the doors it's wide enough for two people he grabs his morning star ah and he swings it down at Vakum and he's going to hit what's your AC? AC is 16. 16, so 11 plus his 4. It's a 15. He's going to miss. Oh, okay. So he misses. I just, I dodge again. Yeah. So he yeah. slams the morning star downwards at Vakum, and Vakum's able to dive out the way and move. So. Hey, I just scream back. Yug, d- looks like I'm uh, I'm doing something. And the, Rhymes with Bopum. And the, <laughs> and the one that misses with its mace, he goes, he snarls at you, and he goes, Goblins, get up. Wake up, you damn lazy assholes, and get up! You don't see anything else in the room because you can't see around the corners of the door, but he just said goblins. And that is now the enemies. They're, they're done. It is now Yug's turn. Hmm. I'm trying to think, since I can't see. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what's, what to expect. Well, technically... You can walk around the corner and still do something. since she shot fire, wouldn't that illuminate... Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You can see, so you can kind okay. of see but I mean, you don't know. You don't know. There's two bugbears. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. You know something. You know there. she attacks something. Yeah. So I mean, you can go around the corner and expect to attack something. You just don't know what you're gonna attack. Oh, I do have my poison kit on me, don't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you need you need your you need, weapons for uh, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can still punch things. Yeah. Okay. Uh question yeah is there still like we still hold turns One, like in three, one, five. Two, can you do that? hold yes yeah, so you can hold your okay. it's it's called reaction okay uh man i can't i'm far too far away i see something huh? oh sure yeah so what are you trying to do um it's called ready you can ready yourself you use an action to ready yourself so and you choose a trigger so you say i want to ready myself for if something happens once that trigger happens you go first okay i got you so you can move up if you want, but you just have your fist right now. Yeah, which I'm too far away to. Yeah, so you can move up closer if you want, 
It's up to you. Uh, you can also try to... They don't know you're around the corner, so you can try to stealth. And make your way around the corner using the darkness as a way to hide so they don't notice you coming. I'll do that. That way you can get closer without them knowing. I'll do that. All right, so go ahead and make me a stealth check while you're moving. That is... Six. Nine. Or nine? No, that is six. six. Okay. And then add your stealth. Stealth is four, so that's ten. Four? Okay, ten. All right. So go ahead and move your character as you grow closer, and I'll let you know if they spot you or not. Five, so six spaces. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, six spaces. If you also, I just want to. I'll move this spot right here. Okay, in the that's fine. Of All right. So you don't know if they've noticed you yet, but I'll let you know if they do once their turn comes. It is now. This is your boy DK's turn. DK's turn. All right. So this is what we gonna do. I'm gonna move. Sorry. So. All right. Five, ten, fifteen. 30, but I'm a dash. All right, so you so dash. One, two, three. So okay. that's all my move. Yes. I can interact, interact with the object, right? Yes. I'm pushing the door. I'm slamming it. I'm going to hold it. I'm trying to, like, barricade them in. All right, so you grab the door and I'm you grabbing. slam it. I'm, I'm like gonna You're trying to slam, slam it, shut. it shut? Yes. Okay, so go ahead and make me a strength check. All right, come on, DK. I know you're strong, boy. You better hold that door. <laughs> Oh, that's a 12. Uh, yep, a 12. Oh, I thought that was a 1 for a second. I was like, no! <laughs> so I got a 16. Okay. I'll only roll. It's going to be opposed to the bugbear strength. Mm -hmm. So I rolled a 14. What would what'd you get? 16. 16. Bugbear has a strength of plus 2. So it's a 16, 16. Damn. So they're able to meet you. So you slam the door, but as you slam the door, one of the bugbears puts his hand, and he's able to hold it, and he just glares at you. What are you trying to do? All right. It is now uh, Canel's turn, and she's gonna see that the door's kind of like cracked open, and she can still see one of the faces of the mm -hmm. bugbears, but you're kind of in the way. And she's gonna look around, and she's gonna see that the one that was on fire is the one that's trying to keep the door open. And she looks, and she's gonna point her finger again. Well, I hit him once. Let's do it again. Bang, bang, baby. <laughs> and then so she rolled a 13 and then plus her four so that's gonna hit another so eight damage to the bugbear and then as she shoots another ray of uh, fire she goes watch out over your shoulders firebolt is coming and it goes over both of you now and it hits the bugbear again and another part of his armor begins to burst the flames he goes ah ah so he's like freaking out at this point mm. it is now the enemy's turn the bugbear that's on fire, he's like, screw this. He lets the other bugbear take over, and he's going to run to the back to try and douse himself out of the fire. So he, the guy of the spear, he runs off to the north end. So go ahead and, yeah, he runs off. You don't know where he goes. So he goes he around the, the corner. the one holding the door? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So did he leave the other guy? Yeah. So is he going to have to roll for this? Yes. Yeah, himself? this one's going to have to okay. roll. So this, the other bugbear comes quickly, comes right after. And he's able to grab onto the door and hold it. But that, uh, that's his interact with the object. But as he's holding the door with one arm, he takes his morning star and he swings it through the, through the door to try and hit uh, DK. Oh, What is your AC? I rolled an 8. 
So he's gonna miss. So he's he's unable to hit DK. But around that bugbear, two little goblins, they start running around him to try and poke through the door as well. So the two others put them up near the door, and one goblin has this scimitar, and he's slashing through the doors. <gasps> swings, swings at DK, and I rolled a two. He completely misses. The other goblin's behind. He can't get through. He's like, hey, hey, we can't get through. And the bugger's like, I know. I'm trying to open the door. All right. It is now Yug's turn. I need to find some weapons. <laughs> they don't notice you coming amidst what's going on. They have both Vakum and DK in their faces Rage. with the door, so they don't see you coming. Could I use, like, slide of hand to maybe take one of their weapons? So what you would have to do is you would basically try to disarm them. So you would have to use an action to try and disarm, and it would be a strength check versus their strength or your dex. Okay. But you I'll can attempt to do that. Yeah, I'll attempt to do that to try to get one of So them. in this case, you want to try and knock it out of their hand and then pick it up, basically. Yeah. Okay. Because you can interact with an object once freely per uh, turn, and then okay. your action will be to try and disarm them. Okay. Mm. All right. So you run up behind so, Vakum, or I'm sorry, yeah, Vakum, and you can tell him, you know, you can move through him, allies. And Hey, best buddy. <laughs> so, if you need to scoot him over, you can scoot yeah. him over. Okay. Yeah. So as you come up behind Vakum and DK, DK's trying to hold this door, but he, he just can't close it all the way, and you can just see a scimitar poking out, and you'll see the morning star poking out from the bugbear. But this is a perfect opportunity for you to try and disarm him. Because yeah. it's just his arm out the out the door right now. It's just randomly swinging. So you're going to try and basically break it out of his arm, yeah. his hands. So go ahead and make me a d20 to see if you hit. Okay. So, so you're seven. Plus either your uh, strength or it'd be your strength. Or strength. dex, yeah. Uh... Seven oh, I'm sorry. It'd be your strength. I'm sorry, not your dex. Okay. Uh, seven plus four, so that'd be... Eleven? Eleven. Yep. All right. So, eleven... It misses. So, as you go to try and hit the hand, he's just swinging it so wildly that you miss. <clears throat> so, do you want to move back away, or do you want to... Do you want to try and do something else? Because you can still interact with the door and help DK... Shut it. You can help us shut it. Yeah, I'll help shut it. All right, so with you being able to interact, so what you're going to do is you're going to use, uh, uh, basically, try and back him up. Okay. So I'll allow that because you're technically interacting. So there's an action that allows you to help another person to give them advantage, but because you're not necessarily attacking something, you're just interacting with knowledge, I'll let you give him advantage if he tries to hold it shut again. Okay. All right, so it is now DK's turn. And you're gonna try to shut it. Try to slam it on. That's a lot better. Plus my strength, right? That's yes. 18. Okay, so you definitely beat it this time. So you're able to slam the door shut, and as it slams shut, the bugbear and the goblin are pounding on the door trying to open it, but for this round, you slam in their faces and they can't open it at this point. What so do you do need, afterwards? We need a plan. We need all weapons now. I mean, I got some magics. I, uh, but I can't do it while I'm holding the door. Okay, just get full disclosure. 
May have bet made a bad move there. I'll say that. I will own that. I will take the high ground and I will say (laughs) my bad. Stick to us. So okay, might be off base here. Might be off base, but I did see a uh, scimitar in in there. And uh, I mean, if we just crack it open, maybe I can. No, just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. No, pretty awesome with the scimitar. Once I learn how to say it. We, 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 we sure, <laughs> sure, 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 sure. So the options now you have are to retreat into another pathway, but you don't know what other paths are going to take you. Or you try and take the weapons from these guys or look in this room. Or your weapons could be in this room. You don't know. I say either I or Quinnell. Kennel? Canal. Canal. I'll get your name right one, one of these days. But uh, I say one of us just make a, a dash to the other room to see if weapons are there That's while we hold this door. The first, ah, the first time. I mean, you know. I say canal. No one. <laughs> <laughs> you got bad luck. Well, I mean, I, I, I could. I, hey, I. No. no. I, I, it's my, it's my uh, redemption arc, your guys. Well, I mean, I. I'm your whole doors, man. <laughs> This is a story I'm gonna be singing for the longest time. Ooh, can you use my name in it? Of course, this is your fault. Oh, excuse me. I have uh, two uh, songs now, gentlemen. I'm sorry. How about we stop fighting one another and actually finish the job? If we try to run now, they're just gonna chase us. So what's the plan? You got bigger. You You open that door, and I'm bang bang. How many times? Bang bang sounds like an awesome idea. I'm just gonna throw that out there. You got something bigger? Can you explode the whole room? No. I cannot. Well, you better bang, bang away. Make sure you don't miss. <laughs> well, if you know, if you just creep the door open a little bit, we can knock them out one at a time. They're not very smart. So while everybody is talking, I decide to just dash to the other room. <laughs> <laughs> so the other room as in the hallway. Oh, yeah, the hallway. That you saw the other door in yeah. or the hallway that had a corner? Yeah. Uh, the one that... Had the door? Yeah. Okay, so you... I just screamed back to... BRB! Is it his turn right now? Oh, well, I it thought is, the combat it is, was... It is his turn. It's oh, actually, it works turn. out. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It, um, yeah, because yeah. you held the door, yeah, so yeah, then, and I had a 6-2, yeah, so yeah. I'm last. Yeah, I'm yeah. just yeah. saying, you stop this, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it is your turn. Okay, so I am going to um, use my speed. So I have 35... And where where is so you can if you're gonna dash you can use your action to basically oh, double cool. your movement. Nice. Okay, so I'm going to do that, and I'm going to go. So you have a 35 times two basically. And that other door is here, yes, right? Correct. Okay, so, so I you was dash like, backwards, then you turn left, a quick left down the hallway so wait, that you originally were in. So that's seven. So I have 14 then, of right? If I double it, okay. You stopped that man. Five, six, I can't see seven, him. I am at the door. All right. So you used your action, so you can't attack or do anything, but you can interact with an object for free yeah. once per turn. So you you all see Valkum. He dashes back where you guys came, takes quick left down the hallway. I'm going to die. And, he's, <laughs> and he gets to the door. As you get to the door, you attempt to open it, I'm assuming. Yeah. You find out it's locked. And mm. there is a blue rune on the on the wooden door rune? that glows. A rune. Know. Can I a blue t- scriptured rune. Hmm. What's the bonus? At, well. Hmm. You can make an arcana check. That's what I was yeah, I didn't know if that if would count. Know, like if I could still do something you can like still that. Do that yeah. Okay. Yeah, I will make a 
would it be? Uh, oh, sorry. Because there's investigate, then arcana, then. So if you're trying to figure out what kind of spell it is, it'd be arcana. Arcana. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna use an arcana check to see if you know what, what yeah. kind of magic is that player. Eight. Ooh. So that is eleven. Unfortunately, Vakum just has no idea what kind of spell. It runs on put. some form of energy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is now your turn, and it's back at the top of the round. Uh, Kinnell's turn. And she looks over. Or she goes, Oi, uh, crack that door open just a little more so I can shoot another bang, bang, bang. A third time's a charm, you know? He obliged. He, he would have obliged her. All right. It's the only solution we have right now. <laughs> yeah. Dude, she's on fire. Yeah, she is. <laughs> so I wrote another 17. She goes, I'm going for the same one, the big brute. So she does five damage. All right. And as the bugbear swinging his morning star around, you go, ah! He's, his arm gets hit by fire, but it's, it's the different bugbear, so she does more damage. All right, that's her turn. That's all she can do at this moment. It is now the enemy's turn. The bugbear is going to try and break the door open. Okay. 14 plus 2 is 16, so it's to be your strength check. Oh, I have to, that's right. I have to yeah, roll again. you have to roll yeah, again. No, just for that new round. Come on, baby daddy. These are new pair of shoes. Oh, a net 20. Let's go. Right. Oh, that no baby. So he can't open the door. And the goblin, though, slashes out through it to try and... Okay. He only rolled a four. Oh, man. So he, okay. he, he misses completely. <laughs> it is now Yug's turn. I'm going to try grabbing the weapon again. <laughs> the Morning Star or the, the Scimitar? The Scimitar. From the Goblin. That one? Yes. Okay. Good choice. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. You, you better roll that dust, man. You better stink on that dust. <laughs> man. So fire. You gotta buy multiple, man. I know. If you need to, I got, I got some. If you need to use one, if it keeps rolling bad, just... just so what'd you roll? A one. One. Yeah. Uh, so you're not able oh. to get it. Having a bad day. Yeah, you not liking I'm it, man. Bad, <laughs> All right. bad day. D- DK. Or night. My uh. turn. Yep. All right. So unless, I'm... unless you does something else, you can move. Uh. E- no. Sorry. All right. All right. Yug right. or DK, what are you doing? So I feel like at this point, I wrote that D twenty. I'm literally holding this door. Yeah. I'm going to try to just smack the hell out of someone's hand with <laughs> this man a weapon. You going for the scimitar or the morning star? I'm going star? for the scimitar. Okay. Uh, DK's on fire! <laughs> DK's on fire! DK fire! <laughs> so, so you're a natural 20. All right, so you're able to just smack the goblin's hand. I wrote a natural. <laughs> So it doesn't even matter. So, so you take your you take your hand and you smack this goblin. It's like a smacking a child's hand. So go ahead. So for strength uh, punching damage, you're gonna go ahead and do unarmed damage to him. So it's just gonna be a one d four. No. So strength damage is just one plus your strength bonus or your strength oh. modifier. Oh, so it'd be a five. Five. Okay. So. Uh, with five damage times two because it was a crit. So you did ten damage just by smacking <laughs> the goblin's hand. The goblin takes 
10 damage. That's a big boy. Oh my mm. goodness. So you smack the goblin's hand so hard, he screams in pain and he faints. And he drops his scimitar. <laughs> He did more damage than he had. Or more HP than he had. Wow. <laughs> he a Save me again. So he drops the scimitar, and this goblin here drops unconscious. He goes, ah! Which is funny. It makes sense. Giant-ass Goliath. Yeah, just yeah. grabbing this. He drops his scimitar, and you still have a free action to interact with an object. So you can pick it up if you want. Or you can kick it towards yeah, whoever. Yeah, I'm going to just, like... Hey, yo, catch. All right. You catch this. Here you go. I got the sword. All right. All right. So he passes it back to you. It is now Vakum's turn. So Vakum is just sitting there looking at this door. Just like, ah, what did, what did Vorez tell me or say or yell at me while he was just beating me? Something about runes. Oh, well, I'm going to try to smash it. So I'm going to try to, like, <laughs> attack the rune. Okay. With, uh, like, more so, I guess, since I can interact with an object. Um, I'm just, you said it's, like, on the door, right? Yes, it's like, like, it's like a rune on the door. Okay. It's like, a, like written on the door. Blue magic. Oh, it's not like an actual... I, I was thinking more like a, like a physical, like, gym or something. Oh, no, no. It's, oh. it, it's actually just blue white. Like, Gotcha. Glowing from the door. Yeah. Well, I'm going to just try to barrel the door down. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, so interacting, it was a free action, but obviously that didn't work. So go ahead and make me a strength check because you're right. trying to force it open. Okay. <laughs> Five. And my strength is plus three. three so an eight. eight. So Vakum. As awesome as he thinks he is, <laughs> tries. He knows he is, motherfucker. <laughs> tries to force the door open, and he. How does he try to open? It? Like with a shoulder. Yeah, he tries to bury. As he ram into. buries his shoulder into the door, it goes nowhere, and he just. You feel a sting in your shoulder. Ugh. It didn't like attack or anything. It just hurt. Ah, ain't this some scimitar? <laughs> so you can still move if you want. All right. Uh, oh, I can move. Yeah. All right. So. I can only use my regular speed, though, because I use right, an action. correct. So that would be seven spaces. Yep. Oh, crap. Okay. I'm going to stop here. Um, so I might need a hand. Wasn't that good of a plan, was it? Well, I mean, what are you guys doing? The same thing. Actually, no, we didn't. I, don't, I made one of them bad boys. Fang ain't got his sword. Who you been? No, I made one of those bad boys get a sword. <laughs> All right, so it is now top of the round. Clean up your mess. Exactly. Get over here. You better start punching people. All right. <laughs> so Kennel looks over and she shoots. She, she can't really do much other than shoot the fireball. And she shoots another fireball. It's able to hit the bugbear swinging his mace trying to get that door open. She does four damage. And she goes, keep it coming. I have all day. All right. Um... Bugbear's turn, the one at the door, mm -hmm. he's getting tired of it. Mm -hmm. He takes his mace and he just swings down at uh, DK. Uh, DK. For nine plus four, still misses. Boy, I'm this big and you can't hit me. Something wrong with your eyes. I thought you could see in the dark. <laughs> the other goblin comes and sneaks around. He swings his scimitar at, so there's two goblins. That will hit. Oh, dang, this little boy hit me. <laughs> For maximum damage. Oh, snap. Boy, nah, the goblin hit you for 
Six damage. Okay. I'm sorry, it's uh, eight damage. Okay. Yep. And it's now Yug's turn. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, DK, what was that one more time? Um, how, how you doing over there, buddy? Doing well? You. you have no room to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding the door. Listen, I'm cleaning the mess you made. Um, yeah. Oh, that sounds like you got nothing to say. Get over here and help me hold this door at least. <laughs> I say so you you can use well he he tossed the scimitar to yeah. you so you so, so you can, you can catch it with your interactive object okay. as a free action so you can yeah. still move and do an action okay so I picked up the scimitar uh, tell you to open the door and I'm going to attack um, all right so you can go up there and actually attack someone right now because it's cracked enough where you can swing in there okay so and he will, can open the door on his next turn if you want him to okay I will attack. The goblin. Okay. Since he attacked. All right, so go ahead and make your attack roll. And you have the scimitar now, so... Yes. Scimitar is 1d6 damage if you hit. That is 6, and then... So 6 plus oh, that 7. That won't hit. That's not going to hit. Uh, so you swing down, and you miss. One hit. Now he understands having multiple die is... Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Scimitar can be with your dex as well because it's a finesse weapon. So if your oh, dex so is higher, dex. use your dex. So it's a plus dex, two. Plus two, so... Maybe uh, eight. Eight. Oh, that's still, unfortunately, he's going to miss. Yeah, he's one of my d20s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, sure DK, you, you, buddy. Especially d20s because that's the main dice you use to hit and dodge. And yeah. So. All right, oh, you... terrible. <laughs> It happens, man. Don't, don't worry about it. I need my cousin skills. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> What's DK doing? DK. I feel like he went, ah, and he would let go of the door since he hit me. So I'm going I'm to let them open the door. Okay. My hands are free. Now I can so show the, y'all really what so I So as do. you open the door, there's a bugbear and a goblin standing right in front of you. I made you with that good old thunder wave. It's a, a level one bard spell. It's very specific. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's a cone. It's a 15 foot cube. Well, just do it, DK. <laughs> I believe a thunderous force sweeps out from you. Each creature in a 15 foot cube originating from you must make a constitution saving throw. On a failed save, the creature takes 2d8 thunder damage and is pushed 10 feet away. Okay. DK, I literally have no idea what any of that meant. Just do <laughs> the thing you're talking about. You so, have no room. <laughs> so DK begins to cast a spell. It's thundering wave. Do you want to put like some Shazam yeah, so to it? So Describe DK, how he does it? <laughs> so DK basically opens his... He spreads his arms as far as he can. He's like, I'm about to tell you a story. And he's about to like, like clap his hands like the hawk. But he says, I once caught a fish. And before he does it, the spell activates. Okay. So you slam your hands together. What's the save, the save spell uh, DC that I have to make for them? 13. The first one failed. The bugbear fails. Okay. The goblin failed. Okay. So, so they both take damage and they get sent back 10 feet. Back 10 feet. Okay. So, so roll your damage. 
as they fly back, I'm just asking, how big was it? So that's six. <laughs> okay. Six damage? So when he connects, when he goes to clap, and he goes, this big. <laughs> I once caught a fish this big. So you clap your hands yeah. together, and they both get blown back ten feet. The goblin looks like he's out of it. He's still alive, but he is knocked he, the wind's knocked out of him. Okay. The bugbird just glares at you and growls loudly. He is upset. I'm it upset is... too, you little boy hit me in my hand. So go ahead and move them both back. Yeah. Five, yep. Ten, mm-hmm. five, it is now... Bauckham's turn. Alright. Bauckham ain't doing much soccer. I'm building up to it, guys. I'm building up to it. Um, Alright. So... May have made a few errors here. A Just few. We all we all have our part to play in the blame game. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> How is One hundred percent is the blame is on you. <laughs> but let's uh, let's get some perspective. I, I think. <laughs> you think? Please, please do not think. Okay. At least all that gotten us in this situation. <laughs> okay, White Ziffindel. I think. That what you should do, since you have more proficiency in magic, is there's a rune back there. And maybe you can find out what's going on with it, because I have no clue. I'm going to help these these guys take care of their thing. I don't want your help. <laughs> They're desperate. I uh, must help them. Uh, so there's, <laughs> there's a rune on the door. Yes. Yes, there is, Rihanna. We need to... <laughs> To figure out what it is so we can it's get Cornell. in there. It's Canel, you idiot. Oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Sindel. See, I'm the center. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's Canel. Get it right. Dang. She gonna, you're going to get the bang bang next time. Right? <laughs> better watch out. She ain't missed yet. <laughs> She's literally on fire and putting people on fire. So after after I, I tell uh, uh, Canel that I... I'm gonna go finally <laughs> aid my comrades in battle. Okay. So I am up here. So they're blasted back, yes. right? But the you, door's open. Yeah, you so can I move can, through allies. Okay. So I was here. So that's the goblin. He's the goblin's on the ground. He looks like the wind's been knocked out of him. He looks dizzy. He has a scimitar in his hand, but he's like, ah, I just. Hit me. I'm gonna try to attack him. I'm okay. gonna look down. I stare down. At the goblin with the stone face and just say, it's been revoked. And then just try to stomp his face in. Okay, so go ahead and roll your d20 plus your strength. I really hope this doesn't suck because, God, he'll look so dumb. All right. You know what? We're going to go rainbow with this one with this die. It's lighter. I feel a little more safer. And... I got a five. I got a fucking five. What's okay. Your <laughs> What's your string? Yeah. Okay. Plus my string, which is a three. Okay. So okay. eight. So because the goblin, I'm going to give this to you. Because the oh. goblin, well, I'm not going to give it to you. Give it to you. you have to roll again. You have an advantage only because the goblin oh, has been prone. knocked prone and he's dizzy. So okay. he doesn't know what's coming. So you have the advantage on him because he doesn't know you're coming. So go ahead and roll again. Okay. You take the higher number. Eighteen. Yeah! 
boy! All right, so you do hit. So All go right. ahead and roll. It's going to be your... Well, you don't roll. It's just your strength right. plus one. Oh, okay. So it'd be four. 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 So you're stomping on him? Yeah. All right, so how do you stomp on him to... To kill him or knock him out? I'm trying to kill him. Uh, <laughs> okay. Because so, he's a dirty, dirty goblin and so he needs to die. <laughs> describe what you do to his face. Okay, so I just see him and then I just look at him and say, uh, Who's the big man now, Vero? And then, like, come down and just stomp at his face. So you stomp into the goblin's face and you, his nose and his skull just gets ruptured in. And he drops unconscious. Yeah! And he drops his scimitar, so you can actually pick it up as a free action if you want to. Yes, I okay. do. Okay. I very much do. <laughs> you hear that thirst in his voice when he said that? <laughs> I just turn around to the guys. Hey, guys! Guys! This means absolutely nothing to you. I'm sorry. You, you don't really know how badass I am with a, a scimitar? Scommer. Scimitar. <laughs> scimitar. So as, as Bakum picks up the goblin scimitar... He looks down at it. It has seen better days. It's going to be a 1d6 die for damage. Okay. But the scimitar is chipped. He hasn't really sharpened it all that much. It's pretty poorly kept. But it'll do. It's something. Yeah. So you have that. So that's all you can do for this round. Uh, It is now NPC's turn. So Canel. So Canel is going to move forward right behind Yug. And she looks over and she points her her finger at the bugbear that's... That was pushed back as well. And she goes and she shoots. And she hits. Ooh. Oh my goodness. She is, damn, yeah. She is yeah. on fire, exactly. For eight damage. God dang, girl. <laughs> so she shoots him in the chest. And his chest blows in the fire as well. He goes, ah! Ah! And she goes, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> so, I can't miss. Yeah. <laughs> she can't miss. Looks like I can't miss. <laughs> <laughs> so that's her bugbear, though. The bugbear looks over at Bakum, and he has this warning star. And he's he's in pain from the fire. He's, you're the closest one. He swings down at you. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. Your AC is a 16. Yes. Oof, I rolled a 19. Damn. Bugbear comes with his massive morning star. He slams it up against you. And as the bugbear hits you, you feel it. Yeah. It's going to hurt. Oh, uh, so I'm okay. I'm okay. Because he's a brute, he does basically one extra die of damage Ooh. with the weapon he has. So the weapon of Morningstar is 2d8s plus his strength. So 3-5 right now. So 8-9 plus his strength of 2. So 11 damage. Oh, okay. So he so. slams his Morningstar against Vakum for 11 damage. And as you're hit, the first bugbear that was on fire, he has finally doused himself with some water. And he's up in the corner near some hay where the goblins were sleeping. And he looks over at Vakum, because that's the only person you can see. The others are at the door. And he just charges at you with his morning star. Ah! And he swings down as well to try and... I hate this, but it kind of feels deserved. Because <laughs> they see you just killed the goblin. They're like, ah! And he swings that down. I rolled a 15 plus 2. So that's going to hit to give a 16. And this brute is also the same damage type. So Remember to subtract your uh, HP as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm doing it over here. Okay, just I so I know. You're good. You're good. 9 plus 2. So 11 damage again. Oh. I think that was, this first one was 11 damage. I think. It was, yeah. So, so 22 total. To, 
Um, 13 HP. Yeah. You definitely deserve that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, Not helping you! <laughs> so you see these two bugbears are beating them like nightsticks. <laughs> I just went through this last night. <laughs> what the hell? All right, but the other goblin that you stomp is dead, and the uh, the one that uh, DK slammed his foot on is dead. So that's all. So you just have these two bugbears. Oh no, he slammed his foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So there's only two bugbears. That's it for the enemies. Okay. You, you're up, and you have that scimitar now. Put uh, in that work. They beat that boy. What happened? Advantage since they're focused on. Yes, because the bugbears are five feet within your ally, and then they're attacking him. You get the advantage because of your class as being an assassin rogue. Okay. So because you have advantage, you get your sneak attack damage bonus. Okay. All right. So I will do that, and I will attack uh, the bugbear right in front of me. Okay. So go ahead and roll your d20. And because you have advantage, you roll twice. You take the higher number. Okay. Six. All right. Go ahead, man. <laughs> No. Oh, oh I'm in a 17, too. I mean, we can still count it. That's what it was. Yeah, roll again. Yeah. yeah. So it's a DM. 11. 11. Ah, Plus bad. your dex. Plus my dex. Or, yeah. Whichever's higher, your strength or your dex. My dex. So you'll use your dex. Two. Two. So that's uh, 13. 13. All right. So you come around, and this is the bugbear that was on fire from his armor. His armor had melted away from the fire. He took it off. So because of that, he doesn't have his armor. Dice tell the story, man. This is crazy. So normally you wouldn't have hit him because of his AC. But because he has no armor, you hit him. So do your damage. So the scimitar is 1d6. And then you'll roll two more d6s because you have stealth or sneak attack. So three d6s total. And then plus your dex. So it's a plus two on top of it. So it's 5, 10, 13, 13 plus 3. Plus my deck was 2, plus 2. All right. And your dex is a 3, right? Uh, no, my dex is a 2. Oh, okay. So how do you kill him? I just, uh, since he's concentrating on beating him, I, uh, <laughs> I leap up, take my scimitar over my head, and then stab him right in the back of the neck. Oh! As you stab him in the back of the neck with the scimitar, the the bugbear just ah, his eyes roll behind his or into the back of his head, and he just drops to the ground dead. And Canel is right behind you when you're doing. She looks at you. Well, damn, man, I was just going to shoot him again, but I guess that works too. I'm having. I needed some frustration taken out. <laughs> What's going on, man? Everything okay? Anything happening in your world that's throwing you off today? Don't talk. Okay, Please. that's fair. Ow, I'm still getting beat, Ow. <laughs> you, you're up. Alright. You mean DK. Oh, I'm sorry, I keep oh, mixing cool. you two up. Yes, fine, DK's up. Alright. So the guy with the spear, you can move him off the map. And the, and the girl that's kicking, remove her so you guys aren't confused. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this guy's still here? He's dead. Oh, okay. Take him out. Alright. DK figures, we didn't know where our stuff is. So I'm gonna walk up to this man. From behind, and I'm gonna grab him. All right, so go ahead and roll your d20. That's plus four. Okay. So that's a 12. 
12? Yep, I'm going to grab. Okay. So, let me do my... I rolled an 18. Damn. So you're not able to. You could still say something or move. Or if you have a bonus action, like a spell or something. No, I don't have a bonus. That was my attack. Nope, that's it. That's okay. all I got. Alright, so it is now Vakum. Boom. Okay, so I'm getting beat. I So yeah, as you're getting beat, you see you come from behind one of them and kill the and one dude. Stabs in the back of the neck and he drops, so it's just the one now that's um. in front of you. Oh wait. So, I don't have So I'm gonna turn around now that I have a little more balance in the situation, and I'm just going to try to swing my uh Skadoodle do upward and slash his throat. Uh, this this goblin. Okay. Right? Yeah. No, it's a bugbear. Oh, bugbear. Yeah. Sorry. Medium size. So yeah. Going, so you'll roll your d twenty. Add your dex or your strength, whichever you want. Which, oh, whichever is higher. Yeah. Oh, they're the same. Ten. So thirteen. Yeah, thirteen. So a thirteen. Uh huh. So you go to try and slash at him. This one, however, does have his. <sighs> His hide armor. What you got? Thirteen. Yeah. Okay. That's still gonna miss. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Alrighty. Um, yeah. Ah. <laughs> okay. All right. So it is now the NPC's turn. So Canel, she's just gonna stay where she's at. She's gonna shoot. Actually, no. Yeah, no, she'll shoot. Rolled a 19. Damn! Dude, she's on fire. fire. Holy 10 damage. Okay. So... <laughs> you sure you said you're not a fire? She, she shoots another fireball, and it flings forward, and it hits the bugbear in the face and catches his head on fire, and he's screaming, and he drops to the ground dead. And she goes, Well, what do we have here? That's a charred bugbear. So I'm just leaning over to the side with my hand on my, my ribs. Oh, thank God for Kristen Bell. Oh, God. Oh, oh. oh thank you. <laughs> so move her into the room, though. She's going to move in, and she's going to look around. All right. So the room grows silent. You've destroyed, or destroyed, I guess destroyed, but defeated all the guards that were in this room. What do you guys do? Guess explore now. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, thanks no. for that whole yeah, thing. Thanks. It's your fault, running on like you're crazy, man. I think we're all alive. I think we've all learned Barely. a thing or two about each other. I, I think we've grown from this experience. Oh, God. Okay, that hurts. All right, so it looks like we're going to go ahead and end the first half of Side Stories Episode 4 of A Long Night Part 1. And we will go ahead and continue this session in the next episode of Side Stories. So thank you for listening to Taverns and Caverns. Have a good one, everyone. So once again, you can always follow us on Twitter at Taverns Caverns. Again, on Twitter at Taverns Caverns. This is Ryan, the Dungeon Master for Taverns and Caverns. You can find me on Twitter at HaphazardDM. And I'm going to go ahead and thank the other players for joining me in today's side story. So, uh, Charlie Askew, is there any Twitter or any social media that you'd like to yeah, shout out? Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, I am at, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, I am at CJ Askew on 
Twitters and at author CJ, author underscore CJ Askew on Instagram. And that's kind of my stuff. Oh, and I have a Facebook page too. Awesome. Cool. Fuji? Uh, pretty much Fuji Water 22 everywhere Instagram, tw- Twitter, Twitch. That's usually where I'm at. You know, if you ever want to catch me streaming, follow me on Twitter. You know, always update. If you just want to get behind the scenes on everyday life when I'm not streaming, that's Instagram. You know, you can always come get your fresh, pure, clean, natural Fuji water. You know, you know you're thirsty. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, baby. Get that Fuji. Right. And Rod, do you have any social media or anything yeah, like that? I, I have social media, but I hear I'm you. hardly on. It's all like, good. As far as like maybe Facebook or Twitter and there's nothing really on it. <laughs> no problem. You don't have to hand it out. That's fine. All right. <laughs> all right, everyone. Well, that's I'm all. I'm gonna start a new site called uh, Scimitar Scimitar.com. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Take care.